0: All right, Ruthann, it's time for Talk CDL. It is that time. It is that time. And Ruthann, today is our first day doing the podcast along with a video. It is. It's our very first time. We've been talking about it for a couple of years, and finally, I guess, we're going to do it. We've been forced into it. Yeah, we've kind of been forced, everybody's saying. You need to put it on video. But anyways, for all you drivers out there that are listening to us on the radio going down the road, awesome. And now all you... Talk cdl that are in front of your camera or your phone watching us, let us know how we're doing. What do you think, Ruthann? All right. So so here's what I want to tell everybody um, that has never really heard the podcast before. We got a lot of people listening to the podcast, but we you know, got a lot of people that watch the videos and stuff that get put on Talk CDL. Um, this is a podcast slash video now. Uh, that is about trucking and trucking only. I mean, we every now and then we might mention a few things, but it's usually related to trucking somehow. So if you're a trucker, this show is definitely for you. If you are a trucker's wife, trucker's children, trucker's friends, this would be probably an interesting show for you also. Ruth. what do you think?
1: Also, if you're interested in becoming a trucker.
0: Yes, if you're actually interested in becoming a truck driver, this show is definitely for you. Um, we get a lot of uh, people writing in. In fact, we got get a lot of people that are even under under 18 that have sent us messages saying, hey, I really want to be a trucker someday. I want to get out. So there is hope for the trucking industry. And on, on the contrary to what people actually say about the trucking industry, there is quite a bit of people that still you know, have a passion for this industry, including our family. In fact, our family is a trucking family. My grandfather owned a small trucking company in Pennsylvania. And uh, it, was a, a, it was a, they were coal haulers. And I, I was a coal hauler when I was younger. And I learned how to work on trucks and uh, drive cab overs. And, and we'll talk about this some other time, but I'm just saying... This show is definitely for anybody that's interested in trucking or is in the trucking industry. That it is. That it is. <laughs> <laughs> She's usually more talkative when the camera's not rolling. <laughs> so anyways, so, uh, so to start the show off today, let's talk about a few sponsors. Talk about, uh, you know, we just mentioned if you want to become a trucker, how about driving-tests.org? We have uh, a sponsor that is has a program out there. I think it's forty nine ninety five for the month. And what they do is they guarantee you to pass your your CDL Class A, probably Class B, or any driver's license. Actually, they do more than just uh, trucking licenses. But they guarantee you or your money back. So if if uh, you take the test and you don't uh, you can't pass it, you get your money back. If you're in a trucking school and you are uh, paying seven eight nine thousand dollars uh this little program that you could study at night 49.95 for just a month will guarantee you to pass I we have a a young lady that is part of the show she has not passed her CDl test and I will tell you if she would have the driving testorg um, she it would have at least had a, a guarantee.
1: It's definitely worth the investment. If you are spending that much money on your test yeah. or on your CDL to spend the extra 50 bucks to guarantee that you're going to get the test done without flunking. And it is guaranteed you get your money back. It's, it's like really small.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a small investment. So invest in it. Okay. We're also brought to you by national carriers, 8-31-7076. national carriers is looking for a lease purchase and company drivers to drive those big blue Kenworth T- T680s. So the number again is 888 And we're also brought to you by Carter Lumber, Ruthann.
1: Carter Lumber has over 160 locations east, east. Yeah. of the Mississippi. That is correct.
0: And they are looking for?
1: Class A and Class Bs.
0: Yeah, so if you're not only just a Class A driver and you have a Class B Uh, In fact, if you're a Class A driver and you want to get off the road, you can drive Class B or Class A, but bottom line is they're looking for Class A, Class B drivers to get them home every day, and their address that you go to is carterlumber.com forward slash talkcdl, and it's about a five-question form, and you're on your way to becoming a Carter Lumber local driver. Ruthann, today on Talk CDL. Give it to me. Give it to you. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what... I, you know what I like to do a lot of times? I, I'll have a story for the week, you know, talking to somebody. And I actually got another story. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I uh, just want to tell you about a driver that I met this past week. I wrote it down here just so I don't mess up on the video for the first time. Um, this was a driver that's having a hard time getting a job in trucking. And he lives in Florida, like we do. And he's having a hard time getting a carrier to pick him up to you know, take him on. And he wants, his, his goal is to be a lease purchase driver, this driver. He was telling me he wants to be a lease purchase driver. And, and he told me um, the only one that approved him is like a small like one- or two-truck company, which he's probably going to have to go with. Um, they approved him to come. But sometimes when you go with those little one-truck companies, and I know there's some good ones, don't get me wrong. You know, I've, we've worked for one mm-hmm. with uh, Mark Vitez mm-hmm. out, of, out of Chicago up like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was great. Never laid on a check. Always had freight, the whole nine yards. Well, bottom line is he uh, told me he couldn't get hired. And I asked him, I said, well, why do you have a clean driving record? What's wrong with your record? He said, no, clean driving record. And I asked him, I said, what about um, how much experience do you have? And he said, none. Hmm. I said, okay, well that That might be an issue, but did you go to a trucking school? He said, "Yeah, I did, and I'm like, man why why did this why cannot this guy get hired? Did you have a recent DUI No, do you have like a recent you know a lot of companies on felonies, right you know what are they five to ten years something like that
1: Yeah, it is it's they they're criminal, they're very particular when it comes to the criminal backgrounds.
0: Right, especially if it's a recent felony most right. most trucking companies don't want to give a guy a chance until it's been at least, I think, seven or ten years.
1: It's depending, I th- yeah. I think it's depending on some of the class. Like a misdemeanor is a little different than what a felony
0: would be. Right. So so we got to talking. I'm like, why the heck? You know, now, yes, Florida tough to find a good job in because a lot of people don't want to come down to Florida because of the freight. And now with the $5,000 a gallon of fuel, you know, it's harder even for companies to go, let's hire a driver in Florida. But that really wasn't the case. I found out uh that he the school the trucking school that he went to was only forty hours uh and you need to have like double that right Well, it's like w- they really prefer 180 yeah 160 or 180 is what the preference is, but most will take a driver that's gone to a trucking school um for a hundred and twenty hours I think I think a lot of the bigger ones will accept you if you've got a hundred and twenty hours
1: right which is a lot longer period of time. And also, is not it have to be like accredited?
0: Correct. It has to be a, what they call a PTDS school, a, a professional truck driving institute, PTD, PTDSI or something like that, Professional Truck Driving Institute. Um, and if it's not, it, you know, again, he still has a shot at a job. He found a little company in Tampa that is going to give him a chance. But the problem with that, and I told him, I said, I said dude, the problem with those little one truck, you know how we call them one truck chuck. The problem with a one truck chuck company is number one, they don't want it, Most of them don't comply to most of the rules. Number two, when you go to quit them, they take it very personal because it's family. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, and and I guarantee you, uh, a, a lot of times a driver works for a small company, he goes to quit and say he's been there a year or two. And he puts them on his application.
1: They feel they don't need to follow the FMCSA
0: rules and regulations
1: of giving the actual verification of employment and also the drug and alcohol results.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of companies understand this, uh, and I know people are probably shaking their head yes right now. But it's exactly what happens. You, you go... In fact, I was talking to a, a big director the other day, and he said one of his biggest problems with getting drivers hired is when they work for these no-name companies, okay, he said, I don't know why they want to do this. He said, I don't know why they, they go and they work. And I guess a lot of them, they go there because it's... you know, And some of them go there because... They have to because they can't get jobs anywhere else. Some of them go there because they're being lured in for maybe a little extra money, a faster truck, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But the problem really starts happening when you go to quit that company because uh, Joe's small trucking company doesn't feel like he has to answer the damn phone. Right, and that's what this guy was. This director was telling me they're arrogant. Yeah, they, they really are. And they, and they have now, they have like, I think it's 30 days to comply. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have 30 days to comply with the re- request, or they, they could face, you know, problems from the uh, DOT. They can end up getting an audit. They can have all kinds of problems if somebody really wants to push the issue and and turn them in. But what happens is, you quit your job and then you say, okay, I was working for Joe small company and the next company keeps trying to call him and call him and call him. They can't get a hold of them. And then guess what? Because their insurance, their insurance company requires that you verify at least say one year of experience. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. You end up, you end up having to fight with this company to get them to do any, to, you know, to turn that reference in. And a lot of times you don't get hired right with a no. good
1: company. And with some companies,
0: they still do the
1: pay rate of experience level, so it could also affect the amount of money that you get because they can't verify that time frame.
0: You know that is true. It's very true. Um, the uh, like you said, they they also go with that. But just ponder this guy, for example, he's going to work for a company in Tampa, right? because nobody else is gonna give them a shot. Mm-hmm. But let's just say a year from now that company goes out of business mm-hmm. or, or and they don't report to DAC or higher or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you work for one of those companies, also, you know, unless you get an inspection and it shows mm-hmm. up on your PSP, but it still doesn't it still doesn't give the company your your drug results. Oops, there goes my computer. It, it still doesn't give your your uh, company your drug results mm-hmm. and your accident information Okay, and actually how long you really did work there, even though it shows up on your PSP, and a lot of them will turn you down because of that. But the bottom line is, if this guy, say, quits in a year, that's his only experience. Right. So he almost has to start all over again. Mm-hmm. If this company that he's working for refuses to, to. And so they do what's called holding them hostage. And mm-hmm. so instead of giving them a reference... You know, they try to hold on to the driver, and next thing you know, the driver's either forced to stay there Mm -hmm. or try to find somewhere else. And when he goes somewhere else, now he's screwed because he doesn't have any legit, verifiable experience. Right.
1: No, it makes it very difficult. And then some drivers will keep a hold of, like, say, some pay stubs. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That helps a lot with the pay stub because it shows the mileage. So it will show that they're driving, and with some cases at the end of the year, it will show, like your year to date, It can they can kind of get an idea that you drove for them for a specific amount of time, but the fact that it's lacking the drug and alcohol results and the accident results, it does still lack that. And, you know, companies a lot of times want to get just a little bit of information that they get off of the VOE They they can't get from that pay stub. So it only helps a little bit, but it does give something. So if anything, drivers keep those pay stubs.
0: You know, I I asked, I I said to him, I said, you really should have gone to a a school that had, you know, offered a hundred and at least 120, but really 160, 180. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he goes, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I already knew how to drive. I grew up driving them on the farm and doing this and doing that. Well, that doesn't matter. Now look what he's in. Yeah, exactly. He sa- he's saying he didn't need it, but now he realizes you do need it. Just because you know how to drive a truck, that doesn't—that's only like part of it, right? I Real- mean, you—you yeah.
1: you might not need it for that, but you need it for the actual verifiable reference. Well, not just the verifiable part, but the paperwork portion of it. You know, a lot of times, you know, you could sit there and say to the doctor, "Hey, I'm completely healthy," but you still need that little report that says. I got my physical. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You still need that final.
0: Yeah. So, so anyways, I, I, for, here's my message, really, because we're going we're gonna to get moving on here. Here's my message. If, first off, if you're going, if you're out there and you're wanting to become a truck driver, this is the, the old days of, of having Uncle Joe take you down to the DMV and getting your driver's license, that's over. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You still can get your license that way. But again, you know, you're going to struggle for the next couple of years trying to find a carrier that's even going to pay you on time or, you know, have good equipment or give you a really good job. They just it's almost next to impossible to to walk into the industry without what we what. The insurance companies call the proper training. And I know there's a lot of drivers going, Yeah, them schools just, they're driver mills. They just push people through and blah. And I agree. You know, they really don't. A lot of your trucking schools are just out to get their pay mm-hmm. and they're pushing these drivers through. I mean, we, I met a driver one time that went through a trucking school and he got, and after he got done the trucking school, he called me and we were talking and he said he can't get a job. I said, Why? Well, he goes, I have three DUIs. I said, Well, why didn't your trucking school tell you? That it's, almost, it's going to be impossible for you to get a job. He said, they told me that there'd be plenty of companies out there ready to hire me on. I said, I'd sue that truck, that trucking school. Yeah. I, would, I mean... I would sue that. I would literally go to a lawyer and check that out. Just because when, you, when, when you're a trucking school and all you really are caring about is taking these driver's monies, and you'll push a guy through with two, three, four DUIs or a million accidents, he's got all kind of problems... Guess what? You're doing him a, dis- a, a disservice.
1: Well, not only that, it shows what kind of company you are. If you're going to sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to allow someone that, that has major accidents or lots of DUIs or tons of speeding tickets to drive 80,000 pounds worth of equipment. Right, exactly. That, that's not showing you as, a, as a, a, a fellow human person looking out for the general public. You know, if right. this person's a little on the aggressive side
0: or speedied Gonzalez or you know So so my message to trucking companies is um, start putting out a little bit better information. Or not trucking companies, rather, but trucking schools. schools. Trucking schools. Okay. You know, be honest with these drivers and, and maybe train them a little better. But if you're offering only a 40-hour program, you might want to actually tell the driver, hey, listen, the 40-hour program is just going to get you a CDL. It ain't going to get you a job. And most trucking companies are not going to hire you with only a 40-hour school. They're absolutely not going to and when that's like a one week school i went there for five days and got my cdl you might as well go to a Cracker Jack box or go to the bubble gum machine down at the walmart and see if you can get your cdl out of there because it's about as good as a 40-hour course
1: i have a question though what's that
0: if you are out of
1: trucking for i know right now fmcsa's regulations is you have to have two years in the last three
0: no no that's not fmcsa's rules that's the, it's the trucking companies, they have their own standards. Like some say one in the last three, some say six months in the last three. There's actually some that'll go back. But you have to verify that. Correct. It's okay, be, that's it's, the FMCSA portion is the verification portion of it. No, FMCSA has nothing to do with that. that it's it's, it's, it's okay. the trucking companies, their insurance companies are the ones that say, in order for us to insure each driver, okay, he has to have this standard of, of experience. Meaning, Again, it depends on the company because a lot of the big trucking companies are self-insured, so they can actually sign off on a driver. And I know there's one or two big ones that will go back 10 years mm-hmm. if a driver has, like, say, four four years in the last 10, meaning you, you can go all the way back 10 years ago and start counting forward – They'll give a guy, they'll put him with a trainer and, you know, give him a refresher and help him. But most of them really, when you're out of trucking after three, four years, you really start eliminating who the heck's going to pick you up. Okay. My, my
1: question, though, is with that 40-hour course, right? if you had to do a refresher to get back into the industry because of your experience being a little older... Would they accept that or would they make you go and do something different?
0: No, that's a good question. That's legit right there. So if if you have been out of the industry for, say, five, six, seven years and and then you go and take one of those 40-hour courses, that might help you. Okay, that might help you because a a trucking company can go to their insurance company and go, listen, this guy had previous experience and he went and did a 40-hour course. But what I would do, drivers out there that are, and that's a really good question, I would actually call each trucking company and get it from the safety myself saying, hey, listen, I've been out of trucking for 10 years and and there's a a place down here I can do a 40-hour course. Uh, Would you accept that Mm -hmm. and get them at least to give you a yes? And then I'd probably call two or three other companies just for backup so that I knew I wasn't spending my money on a 40 hour course and then going to have a really hard time getting a a job. But yeah, that's probably the only time a 40 hour course would be pretty decent Mm because that probably is more like a refresher.
1: Right, that's yeah. what, I'm um, because that's what I was thinking. But I know, like you said, was it like forty hour, and then they have like an eighty, then the one twenty, and then the one sixty? Is that how the different ones go?
0: It just it depends on the school what they offer. Yeah, you know, some schools offer a one sixty, a one eighty. Some schools offer like two to three hundred. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, it, there are, some of them are like four and five months long, which I would believe. I would have to believe. If they're going five days a week, that would be one of the better schools Mm -hmm. that's really, you know, going through, you know, really in depth, taking their time, making sure you know
1: everything before they move on to the next section.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's my my advice to trucking schools. I said trucking companies a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Trucking schools, be a little more upfront with these drivers And, you know, when you offer up anything under 120, really under 160, you might want to at least give them a warning instead of making them big promises that they're going to get a job because everybody knows in the industry a 40-hour course really doesn't do squat unless, like you said, Ruthann, it's for a driver that had already previously driven and he hadn't. Mm -hmm. And the advice for you truck drivers out there, listen, I know some of you think, oh, this looks really good, a five-day course and I've got my CDL. Well, look what's happening. So I would tell you, you're going to have to sacrifice and do at least the one, I would say the 160, 180 hours. And that way, a lot of, if you have a 160 or 180 hour uh, certificate from a school, you got a lot of people knocking on your door right. trying to give you a trucking job. And after six months to a year, you got even more people knocking on the door offering you a job. And and right now in the industry, it's a good time to be a truck driver because mm-hmm. drivers are really making good money right now yes okay so how about we move on moving on how about we mention our last three sponsors real quick and drive wise that's drive W-Y-Z-E.com. they are the people that will help you bypass the scales and they don't have a transponder or machine that you got to order and put in your truck you go to their you go download the app and, and, and uh, hit start, I guess, and you are driving by the scales, which will help you save money by passing scales. If you're uh, one of these small trucking companies that doesn't have uh, a scale pass, DriveWise is really optimal for them. We're getting emails from small companies saying, Hey, I, we love DriveWise and we use it all the time. So DriveWise, drivewyz com. We're also brought to you by J.J. Keller, Ruthann. The trucker secretary. The trucker secretary. If you're looking to get your own authority, your own DOT number, if you're a small company, a one-truck truck, maybe five trucks, maybe 10 trucks, and, and you don't have a staff, Call JJ Keller 888-601-2017 find out why Ruthann calls him the trucker's secretary 888-601-2017 and also uh Camion's break even calculator yes powered by LoadSmart It's a good time
1: to be using that
0: Yeah you talk about the right timing mm-hmm. they they only just came out with this a year ago and then all of a sudden the prices of fuel goes through the roof Camion's uh, free break-even calculator, you can go on uh, the website, Camion, dot io uh, forward slash TalkCDL. That's Camion.io forward slash TalkCDL. Download the free uh, break-even calculator and find out uh, what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Right now, saving dollars and pennies and everything you can is very important, and Camion will help you out. True. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Didn't you tell me you had some interesting facts about some states or something before I go on to the next subject?
1: I do. I have two different things, but the first thing I'm going to tell you about is why states get the nicknames that they do. And I'm only going to give five out right now. Yeah. I'm going to give the first five only because it's...
0: We're pressed for time.
1: Right. Well, you know, gives me something to talk about next time. The, uh,
0: <laughs> You mean it gives you something that you don't have to look up now?
1: You already have it. <laughs> all right. So Colorado. Do you know what Colorado is called? Um.
0: Uh. No. The Centennial State. I did not know that. The okay. Centennial. St- I wonder if like how much the truckers know. Well, that's right. that We go through all these states. Obviously, yeah. the Centennial State. The Centennial State. Colorado joined the union
1: as a state in 1876, exactly 100 years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Thus, it's the Centennial State. Awesome. What's the second one? Second one is Iowa. Iowa? What's it called? Um, It's not the Corn State. <laughs> what what, what's, what is Iowa? Hawkeye State.
0: The Hawkeye State?
1: Yes, and that is named after in honor of a Native American leader and warrior of the Sauk, S-A-U-K tribe. Okay, what's number three? Number three, Connecticut. Hmm. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> All right, guy, just
0: give it to me. I'm not the gonna the Constitution State. Oh yeah. In 1959, I, aren't, they a, aren't they a gun-free state? <laughs> They're the Constitution State for real. Well, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you can't carry guns in their state. I don't know. And and they're calling themselves the Constitution State.
1: In 1959, Connecticut's General Assembly declared a state nickname the Constitution State for, behind the moniker, a series of government documents adopted by the Connecticut Colony Council entitled the Fundamental Orders that were actually the first written rules of government used in the United
0: States. And I guess if I correct myself, really, we're the Constitution and the amendment, the... uh, well, I guess, I guess it fits right in there with the Second Amendment. hmm Okay. So what is number four? Number four, Ohio. Ohio. Um, I remember when I was a driver and, the, and they were at 55 miles an hour for truckers. I know that they've come up since, but you know what we call them? The communist state. <laughs> it's the truth. But anyway, so what is, the, what is their nickname?
1: The Buckeye State. Oh, you know what? I should have known I, I was going to say, you kind of know that.
0: I, I, That was that one right, went right over me. Go ahead. Oh, so, Buckeye.
1: It stems from the Buckeye trees that uh, proliferate within the state's natural spaces, specifically broad grasslands and low hills.
0: Yeah, they are pretty flat. And what is the final nickname state? Indiana. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. I, it Starts with an H. I don't know. What is it? Hoosier. Ho- Ho- oh, the
1: Ho- Hoosier? Uh, I say Hoy, you say who. No, it's Hoosier. Well it it, it is what it
0: is. (laughs) 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 Hoosier. Indiana's are going, What the hell did she say? Hey, I
1: You know there's a couple. There's a couple of things I do that people just I pronounce it totally different. And I'm not saying like crick and creek. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about something totally different like like Hot Dog? No, I don't your say dog. My says
0: hot dog. I do not. not. I stopped not doing hot, It's not a hot dog. It's I stopped
1: doing that like 25 years ago. No, you haven't. You yes, still I did. say, it
0: and your brother says it. No. Let's get a hot dog. I'm like, a what? Hut, hut, hike? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Cut. <laughs> I threw
1: her off. That's
0: it. Five. You got it.
1: Per hey, wanna, the state, Indiana. Per the Indiana State Library, the Hoosier. 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 Hoosier State nickname oh. comes from the poem called The Hoosier Nest.
0: There you go. You got it. All right. So Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Listen to this. Okay. I've got a little story. Corey Robert Winthrow is on his way to prison for 45 years. You know what his profession was? Nothing good (laughs) if he's going to prison. No, his profession, he was a trucker. uh uh It says Winthrow ran into the back of a car-driven by Aaron Bruce in a construction zone. This happened in like 2020. The traffic was moving at the time, so it wasn't even stopped. He he. It says uh, uh, he was driving erratically prior to the crash and entered the construction zone at a high rate of speed. It says Wintho previous. Uh, uh, where am I at here? I, I, actually, I'm not going to read. I'm just going to tell you what happened. Okay. He entered into the construction zone two years ago, hit a car mm. driven by, um, what was his name? Uh, Aaron Bruce. Mm. Killed four kids. Ow. Then he tested positive for drugs. Mm. Ouch. Mm. I mean, honestly and truly, um, and prior to, and you, were, you had mentioned it earlier about, you know, you know, when somebody allows somebody to get a CDL, Mm-hmm. with a lot of bad record and stuff like that, you know, and there is nothing that stops you. You know, if you're, if you're, have a DUI like that guy that had three DUIs, there was nothing, no laws or rules stopped. The only law that I know of that stops anybody from getting a CDL at this point is age. And also, um, if you get caught, uh, human trafficking, that's a lifetime suspension of your CDL. But, um, this guy had numerous, uh, convictions, and recently, prior to him getting a CDL, and uh, he went into the into that zone high and wasted and just rear-ended this car and just killed four little kids. Imagine that. That's a horrible. And now he's got 45 years in prison. 45 years in prison, all because he couldn't drive straight. That's so sad. I looked up some statistics okay. for truckers. I remember the one year you were talking about Ohio. I remember the one year there was like it was like twenty-two people in the state of Ohio alone had gotten a DUI in a semi truck. This was in one year, and it it might not sound like a lot, but it is a lot. It is. And and I was reading uh, on this one law firm's page, and they were talking truckers actually have a lower a lower um, percent of you know getting DUIs than your regular vehicles. So. I'm going, to, I'm going to say kudos and really thumbs up to most truck drivers, okay, that honestly know better than to put anything in their body and then drive down the road. Right. Um, here's the statistics. Uh, it says, now this is 2019 was the last time they ran the report. It says 2019 edition of the U.S. Department of Transportation large truck uh, crash facts confirms that 4,600 truckers were involved in a fatal. Now this is from 2017. Every so many years, you're gonna get you're gonna get right. the stats. We should be getting new stats soon. Right. So in 2017, 4,600 truckers were in fatal, okay, accidents. Now it says in the documented accidents, 3.6 percent, or 165 of them, commercial drivers tested positive for alcohol. You hear that? Mm. They tested positive for alcohol. So, out of 46 What was the press percent again? 3.6% of the of the drivers that got into the accident all right, tested positive for alcohol. Now that's that's not that's just alcohol. That has nothing to do with um Yeah, it says just alcohol concentration. That has nothing to do with guys that are smoking weed, guys that are are uh, you know, doing math and it also isn't a percent It doesn't cover the ones that haven't gotten caught. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, only a small amount of people get caught. If everybody was getting caught, probably most people wouldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how many times people have drank a beer and thought, I can handle this. Right. Right. I can handle it. And we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the truth. A lot of guys, some guys can drink a six pack and and literally walk a straight line and probably pass an alcohol test. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, if someone hits you or just some little thing happens and a cop smells beer on your breath, you're screwed.
1: Right. It doesn't have to be something that's your fault. It just has to be the fact that you have that on you or in you or in your vehicle.
0: Look, just like the last episode, I'm going to tell you guys this. If you have, if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict and you can't stop and you're saying to yourself, if I stop, I'm going to lose my job. We we talked about this before. It doesn't matter. Quit your job. Because this guy here that got 45 years, Winthrow, he's now wishing he would have probably quit his job and, and, and just got a regular job until he got off this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. You now he's got 45 years. This guy's a man. So he's he's not going to get out of prison probably until he's like 80 years old or until he's dead. I
1: was going to say he has a high chance of dying in there.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, now one of the worst feelings a human being can have is regret. Mm-hmm. And you see, it's not too late for all you guys that are listening right now, all you gals, okay, that are at a bar right now or you got you got stuff in your truck. You're at a truck stop. You're, having, you're down in a couple of real quick ones before you hit the road. Do yourself a favor and 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 really let this sink in. Because not only your career, but your life is over. You know, you're going to lose your family. You're, you really are. 45 years old, somebody else is marrying that guy's wife someday. Mm-hmm. Unless she stays faithful for the next 45 years till they die, you know, which most likely is not going to happen. No, no, I don't. I don't. Would
1: you? No, you wouldn't. No, I, I think 45 I... 45 th- years, how could you? No, here's the thing, though. I don't think it's just... If it was something that was something that, didn't ha- that happened because it wasn't your fault or something to that effect, then yeah. If you went to prison for something you stood up for or that you, you know, you're protecting your family so you shot someone and you end up having to go to prison. I'm just using figures that way. Yeah. That's one thing. But because you were stupid enough to be drinking and driving or doing drugs and driving, then yeah, you're solo there. I ain't waiting for you.
0: there you go i'll be like calling is ruth ann austin there uh no but ruth ann smith is Uh, you want to talk to her husband (laughs) no but it's the truth though and and so your life is over and guys if if really that next swig of that that whiskey or beer that you got in the truck or or that joint you got to light up if it's worth you getting caught and i know some of them are going ah don't be a I can handle it. You can handle it. Some of you guys, I know some of them can handle it. I know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've had friends that were, you know, when I was a kid, we were doing stupid things and they, you know, we never got into a wreck, you know, but it's not just yourself. You got to worry about it's the other guy. It's the blowout. It's the, Mm -hmm. it's the front wheel blowout. It's, you know, it's getting stuck somewhere.
1: It's the four wheeler that likes to pull out in front of them.
0: Hey, you know what else it is? It's also the guy that, that, um, sees you carrying it out to your truck. You know, yeah. Oh, that's happened company. many times. Yeah. Bottom line, guys, seriously, you guys got to get help. Call me. I'm serious. Call, get a hold of me. I'll try to help you. I really will. So much I love trucking with them and people. And I'm I, i I'm sincere about this. Get a hold of me. If you can't put it down, I will be your buddy uh, that you can lean on when you're you're going nuts and need a drink. I'm serious. You need to just and listen, it's you're not. You're not um, going through something that nobody else has ever gone through. There's plenty of people that have kicked it and, and have gotten rid of it, and they're living a normal life now without it. Right, Ruthen? Correct. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, lots of people have. So moving on, i got one last thing I wanted to announce. It was kind of a weird one. Um, and, you know, trucking companies buy out trucking companies. This past week it was announced that Schneider, Schneider National, just bought out, do you remember a company called DeBoer? Yeah. They just bought DeBoer in Blinker, Wisconsin. Just bought them out. Literally. Yeah. I met a driver that said, Yeah, our company just got out, bought out by Schneider. I said, Who are you, who are you driving for, brother? He goes, uh, DeBoer. I said, No, DeBoer? Blinker? The big DeBoer? I mean, they only had a couple hundred trucks. But, you know, I was thinking, why is Schneider, why did Schneider buy them out? You know why? There's, I mean, probably contracts, but even more important, people can't get trucks right now. So uh, they, yeah. So they ended up with trucks and trailers. You yeah. know, when you got a few billion dollars in the bank, it's like, hey, DeBoer, I'll be right down here. I, I got to stop by the ATM and get you, you know, your a couple hundred million. <laughs> you know, and I don't, who knows what they, they paid for that trucking company, but I guarantee you that they, they got a good deal there. I heard that DeBoer people were retiring. That's what this guy said. So, but to me, you know, what a, couldn't pick a better time to sell your trucking company with with what's going on? In the oh industry. yeah, because
1: they could have probably got a really good rate because of all the equipment and then the contracts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's crazy, isn't and it? And if the tractors had fuel in them.
0: <laughs> no, <now>, that's true. <laughs> if, if 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 DeBoer, you know, if I was the DeBoer people, I think I'd be selling fuel. And, <laughs> but the bottom the bottom line is, you know, it's it's a good deal. DeBoer, uh, they they bought DeBoer, and sometimes when you absorb a trucking company, sometimes they they. You know, keep the, the DeBoer name and run it under... A.K.A. A lot of times, they will do it that way, but that remains to be seen. Is DeBoer going to disappear, or is the name DeBoer still going to be out there running still out of Blanker, Wisconsin? Who knows? But anyways, that's my podcast for the week, Ruthann, and do you have the word of the day? I do. Let's hear what the word of the day is. Are you all ready for it? Now that we're on video, you can't be delaying the word. Zaftig. No, Zave-tig. Zaftig. Zaftig. Z A F T I G. Zaftig. Well, it's definitely not from the US. Zaftig. It's Zave-tig. Yiddish. Is yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like Netherlands or, or um, um, what's the ones with the. What's that one? E. coli commercial. With their standard. E. coli. Uh, what did I say? Oh, E. coli. <laughs> yeah. Buy some E. coli.
1: Ricola. It's Ricola. <laughs> e. whatever, you know.
0: You know how I just I put words wherever they want to be. <laughs> okay. Ruth Ann, Ruth Ann, stop. <laughs> so Re- what's oh, what's the, Zaftig? Zaftig. What does Zaftig mean?
1: Having a full rounded figure
0: plump typically used of a woman. Well, I know some truckers that eat, you know, at the all you can eat buffet there might have a Zaftig figure too. That's
1: true. <laughs> I just figured that it would be really nice for Jairus to use another word. A zaftig. A zaftig. It's kind of cool. She's a little zaftig.
0: <laughs> yes. Mm. Wow. What was, <laughs> what was that cartoon? Hmm? What, what, the cartoon with the hippos. Chunky. I like them chunky. Chunky.
1: That is... Um, Lion King. No, it was a not Lion King. It's, it's not? No. Okay. It, it's it's the zoo. It's... Uh, um. Man, why do you always get me it's, on it's, the
0: it's lion king it is
1: not lion king is not that this one is um it's with the it's got the lion the giraffe yeah the zebra
0: that's not lion king that's not lion king no okay i thought it was no well isn't it like a spin-off of lion king no okay it's with the monkeys and stuff right yes the
1: penguins just right. smile and wave boys smile away. So yeah.
0: So anyways, so help us out with the title of that movie. Are you looking it up quick? Oh, because yeah. I am ready to go.
1: I'm going to look it up.
0: Okay. Oh, here we go. A delay in the end of the show. What is the name of that? It's it's Madagascar. Madagascar. Didn't even
1: have to finish looking it up. Madagascar.
0: Well, it's an, and that's not from Lion King like the original. No,
1: Madag- Madagascar is Madagascar. Lion King is Lion King.
0: All right. Well, I've combined the two now. Anyways, that is the podcast we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.